I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. He has my father's eyes. Gomez, take those out of his mouth. <laughs> That's Every... my favorite line of the movie. It's so good. <laughs> I feel, I feel like 90% of the jokes in this movie have the same setup and they work every time. They're it's so like someone funny. says someone says something that's like fairly normal sounding and then they just follow it up with this completely ridiculous statement that like it takes like two seconds to register in your brain like what they've just said and when it does it's like oh my god. I'll be the victim. All your life. All your life. Yeah. Listen, I want to talk about Christina Ricci here. This is one of the finest performances by a child actor I've ever seen in in my life. Oh, it's so great. It is so funny. And the scene where she's trying to convince everyone that she's, like, changed and that she's, like, a normal kid and she's Mm -hmm. trying to smile. Smile. And it's, like, the most pained expression. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so great. Where's her Oscar nom? Really? I don't know. It's so deadpan, and it kind of set her up to be, like, typecast in these type of roles. But I don't care. It's so good. She's so good at it. Oh. And, I mean, of course, Joan Cusack. Just. Oh, the all-star. The definition of a scene-stealing supporting performance. How she wasn't nominated is, once again, beyond me. I'm glad. I think she got nominated for In and Out a few years after this. Also, Paul Rudnick movie. Mm -hmm. So, it kind of evens out, but... Yeah. I still think she should have gotten it for this. I think so, too. She's really tapping into that, like, erotic thriller kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, it's, like, more of a parody here. But, yeah. like, this is during that period that, you know, we've talked well, about plenty. But yeah. I did hear that originally they wrote this part for Rebecca De Mornay, And she mm. was going to kind of reprise her Peyton Flanders part from The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Which, when you think about it, it has a lot in common. You know, this sort of nanny coming in with no real references and causing some hell in this family. I mean, it's sort of similar. Um, But for some reason, she didn't want to do it because she felt she was going to get typecast. I'm like, but Rebecca, the tone is totally different. I mean, it's It's a totally totally different different movie. (laughs) This is closer to, like, um, like serial mom and... You know, to die for even, like, with mm-hmm. these, like, media sensation, you know, she's she, she's a, um, like, erotic thriller femme fatale, but she's also, like, a media star. Like, she yeah. has, like, she's on, like, uh, the, what, what's the uh, TV <laughs> like show she's on? America's the... something crime, something, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. an unsolved Filthiest mysteries thing. Yeah. Hosted yeah. by Peter Graves, also yeah. from You're The right. House on Haunted Hill, where he was doing something very similar in, right. um, in that scene where Fomka Jensen's in the bathtub, and she's like watching the story about the house and stuff and uh it's just and it's like i guess he's trying to do like a sort of a robert stack you know and he's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. at one point he's just really calm and he yeah. and he's just like all these murders are happening and uh blah 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 and then he just turns to the camera and just goes like murder <laughs> so funny and the photos are like popping up on the screen he's like you would never know that this was all the same person it's just like a wig and like some sunglasses 
so I'm like, funny. that's just Joan Cusack in a wig. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, so it's like good. they clearly just took those like in between like lunch on the set one day, and we're like, let's just take yeah. some pictures. Here's here's some wigs. Let's just have some but fun. <laughs> it does. It's just. It's just. I mean, it's very serial mom in that way that it, we, when we talk about how it sort of tapped into how America was kind of obsessed with these like tabloid type stories. They're like, yeah. oh, is that real? Did that really happen? And like, I think this is poking fun at that. And. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Just, it's great. I mean, everything. just the, the concept of this film, it everything about it is so funny. The pacing mm-hmm. is just right on point. You're never bored yeah. for a second. It's just so much yeah. stuff is happening. And every actor gets a moment to shine, which you don't usually yeah. see in these films. I mean, everybody is doing a bang up job. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And the cameos, like there's all these cameos. I didn't realize Charles Bush is in this movie. I didn't Who realize he that. He was playing um, the girl behind Wednesday when they throw the bouquet at the wedding. And oh. he calls her like a like a tramp or something. Yeah. The, and he's all in drag queen drag. Yeah. 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 And, um, it's just all the camp, like Nathan Lane is in the, it's so Nathan, random, who, you know, who went on to play on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and then there's some Frasier connections cause there's David Hyde Pierce, David Hyde Pierce and, yeah. um, Harriet Harris. And mm-hmm. then on Broadway, BB Newworth played more, more Morticia and she's known yeah. for playing Lilith on Frasier. So there's there's all these weird, like, yeah. 90s connections going on. Tony really Shalhoub like is, like, randomly Tony, in that Macho Man scene. As, like, a sailor? I'm like, what? Yeah. This is so crazy, this cast. It's so strange. This is yeah. a stacked cast. Even the supporting players are ca- cast with, like, these amazing actors. It's un- unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Christine really. Baranski, I mean, hello. Christine, oh, my God. <laughs> Christine Baranski. I mean, listen, what film doesn't need... Christine Baranski. This is a really special one because usually she's kind of known for playing like the kind of like upper crust society boozy kind of sarcastic types. This Mm -hmm. is kind of different for for her. She's playing like (laughs) this like weird conservative like creepy Christian camp owner who's just like way in (laughs) like way too into like being perky. It's really disturbing like this. This character. Yeah, she looks like she's like been just broken out of a mental institution and like <laughs> took over the job from someone who was supposed to be there. Like she took her name and her identity and like. <laughs> what if that was the twist? There was like a random that would be twist. Great. The police come. Yeah. They're like, "You're not actually supposed to be here." <laughs> yeah, her and uh, oh, what's his name? Peter. Peter oh McNichol. God, go. Peter McNichol uh, from Ghostbusters Two. Ghost Two. I always remember him from, from that and Dude. Sophie's yeah. Choice. If you want to get a little bit darker. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's, yeah, a departure. he's yeah. pretty over the top too yeah uh they're together they just make this amazing this team great and, team yeah and the, like oh. <laughs> the best line she has is like, isn't that sad don't we just hate that don't we wish they would just die no we don't no we don't <laughs> it's so good this movie is is a a comedy master class it Anyone is. who is trying to get into comedy or wants to be a comedic actor of some sort, watch this because every performance is a masterclass. Literally it's every non-stop. single one. Nonstop jokes. All the performers are on 24 7. This mm-hmm. was the last role that um, Raul did before he passed. That's right. That's uh, right. Which is really sad, but, but he's what, still good at this. A role that to go out you know, with, really. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
And once again, yeah, I mean, written, he was yeah. known for like Broadway st- stuff too. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. it's this great kind of Broadway theater cast for the most part. Like they're all very it is. it's which which I love because usually you don't get that. Like usually yeah. es- es- especially back in this day, it was like either you're a film star, a TV star or a Broadway star, that's it. And you didn't really yeah. see a lot of carryover, which is what makes us so great to see all these talented you know, theater stars just getting a chance to chew some scenery. I love it. Yeah, it's true. This was kind of um, right at the start of that uh, period where they were taking all these like 50s and 60s and 70s TV shows and turning them into big motion pictures. And mm-hmm. um, this was one of the uh, the first Adams Family was probably the one that really kicked that off because it was so successful. I can't think I of it before so. that. Oh, yeah. But then there was like, you know, the Brady Bunch and um, oh, the Brady there, there were several Brady's. that came along. I mean, Charlie's Angels later on and. Uh, uh, Leave It to Beaver, I think, was one of them. There, there was a whole string of films that were based on these. But the, these two and Bewitched. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the less said about that one, the better. But yes, bless uh, it. Bless it. But yeah, it was like these two and the Brady Bunch ones. I think definitely mm. went and did their own thing, like completely different, like very oh, satirical, totally. very. Um, although the Brady Bunch, it feels like it's more poking fun at the Brady Bunch in particular, whereas this one is just kind of poking fun at, like, society in general, like, yeah, the family I, values and everything. Yeah. I think, really, this one keeps the tone of the TV show, because the TV yeah. show was, this and the Munsters were both kind of about trying to show, like, how, like, kind of quirkier, weirder families are just like us, you know, and they, and yeah. they have their own problems and stuff. So they still keep that, whereas like the Brady Bunch, it's a really interesting tightrope that they walk between parody and appreciation because mm-hmm. it's clear that they love the show. Like they're like, this show is fucking ridiculous, but we kind of yeah. love it, even though it's cheesy as hell. And they embrace that, but they still poke fun yeah. at it. And um, this one, <laughs> this one does its own thing. It's because the first Adams Family, I've, I've got to admit I don't really like it that much. It's all right. It doesn't really it's win me fine. over. Yeah. The, I mean, I think part of the problem is they they had written a script and then they brought Paul Rudnick in to do rewrites mm-hmm. and like you can tell what his stuff is because it's right. like the funniest parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. But the actual like shell that's there, the script is yeah. not particularly thrilling. It's more the of a mood movie. Like you just put his, it on. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know we should note, of course, that Paul Rudnick is openly gay mm-hmm. and uh, responsible for like some of the best 90s movies period either fully oh, or yeah. partially because he mm-hmm. did a rewrite on like sister or he did the original sister x script and then did a rewrite on first wives club and in mm-hmm. and out and i think i read somewhere he did a little bit of work on devil wears prada later on that and, does not um, surprise me <laughs> yeah no i mean you can you can always tell his humor it's very distinctive and very biting so. and um acidic and um uh yeah just really tip of the tongue stuff and uh I guess the Stepford Wives remake too, but you know, yeah, which you know, like (laughs) it's not terrible. Y'all know how much we love the original Stepford Wives. I would like to point out that I just heard the Stepford Wives is coming to Blu-ray. Unfortunately, it's the remake, and I think, (laughs) why would you do that to us? Why, Uh, why are you doing that? Like, why Paramount would you do that? But you know, the next time we do a remakes month, we might have to go cover that one. Just I'd be okay with with it because. I wish it was more serious, but if you're yeah. going to turn it into a comedy, there are worse people to do that than Paul Rudnick. And yeah, it's not really his fault that the film turned out as weird as, as it did. There were like 
two or three sets of reshoots and no one really knew what they wanted. There were too many cooks in the kitchen. I wish yeah. they would put like the original cut on the Blu-ray, but they probably won't. But right. If only. It's true. I mean, plotting has never been like his best suit i think I, he, he's not. always really good at like uh the one-liners and the one-liners yeah. and stuff and i think when he has someone to like rein him in and uh, mm-hmm. keep him focused uh it's for the better like which i think oh, yeah. barry sonnenfeld was able to do with a film like this i mean it, this is still fucking wild and crazy and the plot is oh, really yeah. not yeah particularly stunning but like it's so but there's a structure uh, of sorts there's yeah. kind of yeah. it's like at one point they're like at summer camp and then they're back and then they're like uh, it's it's a little all over the place but there is, is that... yeah some form of structure yeah I, I i wondered about that because i was like why are they being allowed out of the camp i feel like it would have been more effective yeah. if they were like trapped at the camp and they couldn't help fester like they couldn't get right. to the wedding like that would raise the stakes more right but for some well, reason they're the, out the million dollar question why are they doing a thanksgiving uh, production in at, the a summer, summer camp. You know, at a summer yeah. camp yeah <laughs> you just have to go along with the fever fever dream and just embrace yeah, it i don't yeah yeah right it's it's cr- like it's crazy it's wild <laughs> um it's it demented too there's some of these jokes oh yeah are just uh like you don't really get them as a kid, but then when you watch no. it as an adult, it's like, oh, that's a uh, pretty. Like, there's some line about how um, uh, Fester's like, I, I want to find a wife, and uh, um, Gomez is like, but you have Thing, and Thing just kind of like is like uh, starts twitching, and it's like, oh, <laughs> like that's a masturbation joke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> layers. Oh, the layers. the layers of Adam's family values. The They're just flowing out everywhere. It is. It's it's like drop dead gorgeous. Like every other it really line is, is. Just hilarious. It's, it's. I mean, it's, it's like how do they even keep a straight face through most of these scenes? Like, did did they get any work done? Like, did did they get like a line every day? I mean, because mm-hmm. I can imagine them doing more than that without just cracking up. It's just every yeah. scene is so funny. It is. And I love the, the way Angelica Houston is always like lit with the, the, <laughs> She's the got light the on eye, her eyeball. The eye light. <laughs> I read something about that. They're like, she said she had something in her contract about how she had to be lit, like, well, her face had to be lit. So they Mm -hmm. just, like, parodied essentially. And they were like, okay, we'll do that, but we'll just make it so over the top. Oh, that's perfect. But it totally works for the character. It does. It's so silly. It totally does. That's so funny. I love when people have, like, specific lighting and, like, hair makeup requirements. Yeah. I'm like, are are y'all just like deformed without those or something? Like, I'm sure you look fine. Know. You know, like it's I know. not. I know. It's so weird. It's unfortunate. And the the movie, um, let's see, it opened number one at the box office in oh, November, thank God, 1993. However, it did not gross nearly as much as the first film, which is Aww. unfortunate. Um, but it made. Well, the first film made like 200 million bucks. I Jesus. forgot what the budget was, but it made a ton. This one only made like 49 million against a 47 million budget, so it oh. you know made its money oh, back at least. Depressing. But yeah, yeah uh, but the critics they, were yeah. hotter on it than they were about the first one. So understandably, yeah, this one yeah. just has more like because the first movie I I've, I've only seen it once, uh, and that that was probably 25 years ago. Oh well, so, then you should rewatch it. It's not that. It's it's okay. I yeah, just it's, don't it's, remember really digging it that much. But it's, I, it's better than I that. Remember, it was just sort of you know like it just sort of moved along. There wasn't much going on. Um, but this one. You okay, know, I think you need to revisit more. it. It's 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 not like okay. it's not, I don't think it's as bad as you remember. It. I'll rewatch it's, it. I didn't know it been that long. Okay. Oh yeah, um, it's been it's been quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's still a lot of redneck type jokes in there. It's just that there's not really the story that's 
surrounding it is not particularly great. Well, I've got the Blu-ray that comes with both of them, so I'm going to give that oh, a shot. Go. And I never watched yeah. the one that was, like, the part three with, like, Daryl Hannah and, like, Tim Curry. Oh, the reunion one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I like them both, but I just don't know if I want to go there. It was, it was a TV thing. Yeah, I, I didn't. Oh. I, I vaguely remember it, but I, I yeah. It was like Romy and Michelle, the beginning. Yeah, the, the beginning. The, no, thank whatever you. years. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I don't need that in my life. And uh, what else about it? I mean, it, it got an Academy Award for, or was nominated for Best Art Direction, which. Understandably. And, Beautiful. Uh, Angelica Houston was nominated for Best Actress for Golden Globe, um, which I could see, but why not Joan Cusack as well, you know? Like, yeah, I feel like Joan has more to do in this movie. She does. It's a yeah. showier part. It's more of an awards bait part. But once again, you know, this is the problem. The Globes are more likely to recognize a comedic performance, which is great. Um, but the Academy never really does, and I'm getting yeah. kind of sick of it because I think yeah. some of the best and most memorable performances I've ever seen in my life are comedic performances. They totally. stay with me, and this is one one of those that I really do think should have gotten some nomination. And uh, I'm just hoping that in the future, maybe with you know the way that most of the people on the board are, are now kind of getting older and dying off, maybe they'll get some younger people on the board that understand comedy and horror and musicals and things that aren't tra- traditionally appreciated. And maybe. we'll get a little more diversity, you know, because that that it's would be getting nice. a little more like diverse in terms of you know, uh, actual, you know, racial diversity, right, everything else, yeah. slowly, 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 mm-hmm. first, but like, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of change in terms of like tonal shifts. So yeah. Like acknowledging other things. Exactly. Did, I was a little surprised to see, um, promising young woman was nominated for best picture this year was, which I was kind of surprised. It's, 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 it's a weird tonal film. I still um, need, need to see that. I'm, I'm going to yeah. do it one day, but I'm, I'm still working up to it. Cause I just want to get all the hype away. I just want to say shoe hype, shoe. That's yeah. Shoe, <laughs> be gone. <laughs> Shoo, shoo. <laughs> it's a good one to go in without any expectations because I yeah. went in with expectations. It was not what I expected, and I think that yeah, kind of clouded it a bit. But I've only seen one trailer, and I don't know what to expect. So I'm like, yeah. is it a comedy? Is it a horror movie? Is it an exploitation movie? I don't know. So I'm kind of like, I'll just see what, like, where it all falls. I mean, it's, so. it's, I don't, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's all those things and none of those things. It's, it's right. It's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It is what it is. Um, yeah, it's just like nowadays, like even though like there is more diversity with the nominees in terms of like skin color and age and um, um, stuff like that, it's uh, they're still getting nominated for like really dark, very right, intense films where like they're yeah. playing like a, a paraplegic who has to learn yeah. how to walk and take a shit by themselves. And I'm like, uh, you know yeah. what? That's great. But I don't like, you know nominate some comedies some horror films occasionally what is, what is it that people think that like like crying is like a stronger emotion than laughing i know i don't, like, I don't get that, it i don't get I it like really i would rather laugh it. most days you know why, why yeah uh, like i don't mind feeling like deep things either like Mm-mm. i mean i don't mean to sound like i'm totally like you know closed off to those emotions yeah. but no, at the same time no like way. i would yeah. usually rather laugh and you know <laughs> exactly like when i'm having a bad day the movies i tend to watch are either comedies or horror films I don't know why, yeah. Yeah. but they just make me e- either laugh or feel empowered in some way. There's some, I think there was some study about like it taps into like a similar part of your brain, um, mm-hmm. the the fear and the uh, laughter. But I, yeah. I, I've heard that as well. Um, and then um, even Wes Craven, I've heard what, what, what he, he described like the 
similarities between musicals and horror films at one point of how like there's a lot of setup and then you have the release with a kill and then there's a lot of setup again and it's just like a musical where you have the setup and then you have the song and then you have more setup and then there's a song and uh, so God it's like it man. taps into like similar things which makes sense like why we enjoy musicals and comedy oh. and you know horror and it's all kind of locked in there in the same brain part so you know that man was so wise i mean really yeah. i could listen to him talk for like 15 years straight just hey, let's he... listen to him talk <laughs> was he like a college professor for a while he was and you can totally yeah. tell because on his totally, co- yeah. commentaries i urge everybody to listen to the, all the commentaries on all of his films mm-hmm. you will learn so much not just yeah. about how to make a film and just the day-to-day problems that come with being on a set but just you'll learn so much about philosophy and why he makes these films and and what he responds to in each film and why he made them. And it's just, it's really interesting to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. We did not deserve him. We really didn't. Like, why did he have to go? I mean, come on. I know. Like, is it too late to trade like a Kardashian with him? Like just, you know, or like, I mean, they have so many of those. They don't need them all. I mean, they don't. You can have Army Hammer. I don't need it. Yeah, you take Army Hammer, Lord. We don't (laughs) bring us back to Wes Craven. Even before the cannibal cannibalism, you could have taken him. I'd, I'd be fine. He wasn't bringing much to the plate, you know? No, no. Until the human meat. And then. No. That fucking story, man. God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was that was in 2020 right i think it came out in 2020 uh, before i think so i can't remember but anyway it was very just very that year yeah. it's very on brand this for is the, 2020 the, yeah, the culmination of everything that happened that year oh army oh wild wow well, um but yeah army would have ruined Adam's, this movie he would have ruined adam's family values oh of course he would have like, imagine him in this oh and so boring it's like a charisma void you know it just like yeah uh, yeah they, they'd probably uh, cast him as like lurch and he'd be like the hot lurch and i'd be like i don't want the hot lurch i want hot <laughs> carol lurch. what's his face in this <laughs> hot lurch <laughs> how is you know that not redo- a halloween costume <laughs> i want to be you hot, know if hot they lurch. Re- remade the, remade this movie like he would be like a hot like dude i swear like <laughs> granny would be like a milf she'd just be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Carol Kane too. Okay, so Carol, Carol Kane, Kane replaced the original actress a from the ca- first a good movie. Casting choice, yes. and such a great choice because Carol Kane is ageless and brilliant in yeah. everything that she does. I just love her. Whenever she's on it's, screen, I'm like, just bring on more Carol Kane. It's true. It's so many camp performers in this film, like just oh. that have. If they weren't known for being camp before this, they definitely were after this. Oh God, yeah. It was just like. It's insane. A camp Tasterpiece is what this is. Yeah, it is. A ca- camp Tasterpiece, that's for sure. Um, oh, it's so beautiful. And there was a good quote by Rudnick that said, um, <clears throat> I wanted, let's see, I wanted the movie's name to be a response to the Republican Party's constant harping on family values, <laughs> as if only conservatives could define a loving family. Um, oh. Uh, it was always code for censorship and exclusion, and Republicans still refuse to respect or even acknowledge, for example, LGBTQ families. Um, I like to believe that the Adams family is far more loving and accepting than their enemies. So that's funny. That is so true. That is a good quote. Yeah. Wow. So this is like a, it's like a metaphor for LGBTQIASUVTWXYZ. Yeah. <laughs> Elemental <People>. PQR. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All of us that's in true. the spectrum. 
We're all on the spectrum, um, all of us. And then he also pointed out that like one of the great advantages was that the mainstream studio um, was never required to be wholesome when he was writing this, so mm. they let him do pretty much whatever he wanted, which you can tell because he, he was like, you can't, uh, they never said you can't just toss a baby off a roof. Like, if you want to do that, go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where the baby flies through through the air. It's so funny. And, and Amanda and her family are on the plane, and they look, yeah. and the baby just flies by the window and goes, eh, I and swear, <laughs> that scene kind of feels like something that was added in post to me because, like, it's, it's implied so that Amanda funny. is is burnt you know at the stake oh that's on in the right film. and i think if they hadn't added that then there would have been like some outrage of like oh. you know oh my god you killed this you know you know kid there that's true because i always think about that with the original willy wonka you never see those kids again so i always just assumed yeah. that they died when i was a kid i was right. like well they 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 died right but right. then, like, in the book and then in the Tim Burton one, they have to show that, you know, they're actually fine and they learn their lesson. But I'm like, I yeah. kind of prefer it where, like, it's where they died. Because <laughs> it's so Yeah, or at least up. leave it, like, ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's... That does kind of seem like a, stu- a studio note, though. They were like, let's make yeah. sure that we don't kill a child. I'm like, but it's, yeah. but she's a bitch. <laughs> like... Yeah, she is. She's played by Mercedes <laughs> McNabb, who went on to be in Buffy as, like, the exact same, like, bitchy kind of girl character <laughs> in this. Like, not too bright, but just so bitchy. And, uh, and her parents, of course. We have uh, Sam McMurray and Harriet mm-hmm. Sampson. Yeah. Who, who, of course, dropped it gorgeous. And uh, Frasier. Uh, him. And, Desperate like, Housewives. Frasier. Desperate Housewives. Yeah. For her. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a pedigree this cast has. It's just unbelievable. It is. Yeah. And then I believe Harriet and Christine Baranski worked together again in a revival of MAME, yeah, like a, mm. a, like fifteen years ago in DC. That sounds that sounds right. At, yeah. at the Kennedy Center. The Kennedy. It was very fancy. Kennedy very Center. Very fancy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you been to the Kennedy Center? It's very fancy. <laughs> Not just anyone gets in. Let me tell you. No. No. <laughs> you have to pay. You have to own like three limousines and. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what rich people do. I don't. I literally went to one show there once, and I was like, I don't feel like yeah. I belong here. Like this is this is no, ritzy. This is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Putting on the ritz. Yeah. I was like scared. I I was like, they're gonna throw me out of here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. This is frightening. Yeah. Um. But I yeah, I mean, just oh, god, this cast. It's just literally the most perfect cast of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is a cast that should have won like that SAG Ensemble Award. Because, like, oh, absolutely. what yeah. other cast has been this perfect? I mean, truly. Like, the only things, like, except for maybe, like, the um, um, the Christopher Guest films. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. like, it's, like, it's perfect here. I, um, Yeah. I can't think of anyone who would be replaceable here. Not a single no. one. I mean, if I, you know, if I remade it today, obviously, I'd make it a little more diverse. But for the time, and, you know, given that that's all they were casting was, you know, white people, essentially, in these films. Yeah. You know, for well, that cast it's the one thing i will say that i didn't pick up on when i first watched this was in the scene where you know there's just the chaos at the camp and you know every Mm -hmm. everyone's getting tied up and set on fire and stuff all the kids that are actually do doing that are the kids that are like kids of color or kids that are disabled or like like quirkier kids and i'm like what a lovely message because i never realized that it's like like the kids that are different that are 
just fighting back. And I, I really love that. I'm like, this is right. great. <laughs> because the camp counselors are overtly racist. Like, they're yeah. reading, they're reading through, like, the names at one point, And they're like, uh, Jamal. 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 <laughs> like, his name's Jamal. <laughs> and the kid's just, like, shaking his head like, these dumbasses. Like, he's... <laughs> Because I've seen that. I've seen that growing yeah. up. You see it all the time. You know, Like, I'm sure it's... someone would watch this movie today and be like, oh, you know, it's inappropriate that she's, you know, wearing, you know, Indian, um, you know, Native American right. you know, garbs and stuff. You know, but at the same time, it's like the reason she's doing that is because she was cast in that role by this yeah. racist director. So mm-hmm. she's like, okay, I'm going to take it and I'm going to, like, fuck with him with it, essentially. Yeah. And be like, you know, and burn the whole ground, you know. I feel so, like this movie would probably skate by. The humor in this, like, a lot of the jokes are easy to miss. Like, even the, yeah. some of the raunchier ones, like, if you're not paying attention, they will go over your head. So I oh, think, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of this, it's it more implied, a lot of their kind of raunchy humor. So, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you this could probably is get by. PG-13, right? So something like that. I don't know. Is it just is it is PG it? or PG-13? Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to remember because. It is PG-13. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. They show it on Freeform a lot for like Halloween though. So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, well, because, um, although I they mean, have to scream now. So uh, yeah. Like that kind of throw through me for a loop because now they yeah. do scream and yeah. I know what you did last time. I think I saw Urban yeah. Legend on there too. And I was like, really? Okay. Really? Like they changed their focus group there. Yeah. I, it used to be like all about the family. Like, let's play the sound of music. It's, it, it was yeah. actually like, uh, being inside of the, uh, Happy Hut here. Tomorrow, here's a story. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. 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 Listen, I love it's the sound Disney. of music, but I don't think I could stand it in there for that long. That would be a little, uh, a little bit much. Well, that's where we disagree because I hate the sound of music. But really, <laughs> yeah, oh. it's too perky for me. But I um, like the movie. I hate the show. If that makes mm. sense. I find the show to be yeah. way too saccharine. Um, sure. The 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 movie kind of ups the stakes a bit more, but mm. the play I've seen it a few times, and I'm like, I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself mm. while I watch it. It's so bad. I, I don't feel like the same it. way about both. So. Oh, we okay. Well, fine, <laughs> fine. If you don't want joy in your life, you don't deserve to stay at the happy hut. I okay, have no Kevin? heart. I'm a cold-hearted person. <laughs> you can force me to sit in the hot happy hut. That said, I did watch Annie like a million times as a kid, so like I have nowhere to really talk here. I wish I had seen that when I was a kid because I saw yeah. it like when I was more like twelve, and I was like, eh, don't mm-hmm. like it, don't like it much. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do it. I actually prefer the uh, the TV version, which is weird because apparently mm-hmm. everyone hates that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I I like that everyone can sing and it's yeah pleasant, but I I don't know. I like Carol Burnett. And, yeah, um, yeah. Was it Tim Curry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Tim the... Curry, Bernadette yeah. Peters, yeah. and Anne yeah. Rankin's great. And I mean, it's a great yeah. cast. I just never. What? There was something about the like adaptation that just didn't really yeah. sit with me well. It felt weird. I haven't seen it in like thirty years, so I'm not gonna like you know defend it really. But you know, oh, it's no. Um, I think like musicals are just tough to bring to the screen because like the pacing somehow always gets fucked up. I don't know how. It's weird. Yeah. Like, what could really just work on stage for some reason? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work on film a, a lot, and it's it's odd that way. I've I've always wondered why it's, that is. Like, how can it work so well on stage, and then you can try to basically translate it like word for word, beat for beat, and it's like just yeah. crickets. Like the uh, the producers when they did that yeah. in, in into a film, it was just like, what the fuck is this? Like. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they would actually, like, deliver their punchlines and, like, hold for laughs. I was like, 
this isn't a stage production. <laughs> it was really weird. No. It's a weird film to watch. It's very it, odd. It, yeah, it, it, it's hard to capture that. And then the reverse was kind of true with this Adams family. Like they, mm-hmm. when they put it for the stage, um, like it, it's too campy but like it doesn't have the deadpan humor to it like i've mm-hmm. listened through the recording and i've seen enough scenes to be like okay like i like parts of this but it doesn't really feel like how i would expect yeah you know I, to me anyway um i have not kind of even vibes. i don't even think i've heard a song from the score actually mm. i i've just been told i think there was there was some group that was local that was going to try to do it and everyone was like raving about it like oh it's so much fun and we can't wait to do it and then they couldn't get the rights or something so people have been talking about it a lot and i'm i just haven't i haven't dug into it yet i'm yeah i don't know if it's going to be for me like some of the songs are okay but it, it just it loses this kind of deadpan humor feel mm-hmm. i feel like so i don't know but I, i've never seen a live production so i guess i shouldn't talk right about it, but yeah I've, I've listened through I, it enough and i've seen clips but i, I guess you do have to kind of see it live to really get a feel yeah, for it yeah. but yeah I don't that's what know. people have been telling me about this Milan Rouge musical too like because I've listened to the recording and I was like this sucks like they, they added way too many songs and it's yeah, a mess and I, yet I'm not feeling that I'm really like I'm sure the the physical production is just beautiful but mm-hmm. I need a little bit more than that if I'm going to pay almost 200 bucks to get a ticket to a show like I want a story yeah. I want some act, totally. acting and I mean Moulin Rouge I think as a film it's really entertaining but is it very moving not so much no not really i mean it's sort of just there um i don't find it they tell you she's gonna die in the first five seconds and then you're just waiting for the shoe to drop and it's like if they can tell you that maybe it would be more you know depressing at the end maybe so yeah it's that i don't know yeah i don't know if they need that need that little opening there but yeah it's a very pretty film but it's it it's a jukebox musical. Like most of those don't have a lot of weight to them. I haven't seen. I yeah. don't think I've seen one that's really had any weight t- to it. Like even like Jersey Boys and stuff. I'm like this doesn't have weight. It's just it's very light. Yeah, because you're writing a story around a songs, which yeah. doesn't tend to work particularly. Not really. Well. No, um, it's it's hard yeah. to pull that off. Yeah, Moulin Rouge is just a, it's a spectacle. Like it's a party. Yeah. Like you, it's just whatever. Like it's it's fun, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's just a big gonna... gay pride float. It is. It's one of the... big exactly <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> the Moulin Rouge float. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a virgin touched for the first um, time. Also, there's Broadway credits with the um, composer here because it's Mark Shaman. Uh, oh, of course, for yeah. This Adams family. Hairspray. Hairspray, come and, on. Hairspray and uh, what is it? The uh, oh god, what's that? Uh, uh, based on the oh god, I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, uh, I remember the song from it. Fly, fly, fly away. Oh, um, um uh oh, uh, mm. It's based on a Stevens. Catch me if you can. There we Catch go. me the if you can. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I haven't seen that. And uh, it's all right. Um. And they wrote for Smash, and uh, they did the scoring for a lot of movies in the 90s, including Paul Rudnick stuff like The First Wives Club and Sister Act. Um, so oh, they have yeah. um, a rapport here already. The First Wives Club, one of the best arrangements of You Don't Own Me ever, I would say. Oh, perfect, yes. Absolutely yes. fantastic. That's how you end a movie, folks. You just get three yeah, fantastic gals number, yeah. to do this musical number. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's all I want from every ending, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's uh, 
Shaman's, I think, always really good at, like, working with what the director is going for, especially mm-hmm. if it's another queer director, because he's oh, yeah. queer as well. He totally um, gets it. I don't it. know. If, yeah. I think Barry Sonnenfeld is actually straight, but... Um, really? You know, I think I, as far as I know, but he, he does t- definitely tap into this queer uh, script totally, and yeah. scoring and everything else. Um, I've heard he's more of a cinematographer. Oh, and I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see that. You know, it's like he kind of just... He handles that part, and then he kind of lets everybody else handle everything it kind of makes sense it seems always like. sort of felt like he and tim burton in the 90s were like duking it out because they kind of have like similar yeah. aesthetics you know like everything's yeah. very quirky and very odd and mm-hmm. um kind of off center yeah it's true it's um yeah i could totally see that as well i which ironic because i heard that uh, uh, uh tim burton might be doing a series an adam's family series that's oh. that's the thing i keep hearing about now and i'm like We'll, well see. Like, if it was 90s Tim Burton, I would have been really excited. But, like, yeah, now, I'm like, it's going mean, to be a lot of CGI. And, like, Eva Green would make a good more, more Morticia, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. his first choice. It'll. He's trying to get Johnny Depp for Gomez. I'm like, is he not controversial um, enough at this point? Like, to... Weirdly enough, I could actually see that, and he'd probably be great. But uh, yeah. with everything going on, maybe probably not the best idea. At yeah, the moment. yeah um, but we'll see. But if anyone's going to bring Johnny Depp back, it would be Tim Burton. <laughs> I mean, because I don't know. Like a million times for this guy. Yeah. I don't know what he has on him, but it's like yeah. he's always trying to make him the, the lead. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I I just get nervous about the Adams Family because it's been done so perfectly with this movie that I'm like, they should just leave it alone at this point. That's the thing, like, and they made the animated movie, which I haven't seen because I heard it wasn't oh, very good, either, yeah. and apparently there's a sequel to that coming out, and I'm like, oh, good Lord. can we just make something like this again? Like, let's, Yeah, like, what, let's bring back Joan Cusack. I think she could yeah. have survived being turned into dust. We can make it work <laughs> she, somehow. I mean, Debbie's the grandma's sister, a witch. Okay. Yeah, the grandma's a witch. She could revive her, like, That's through true. magic for some reason. I they don't know. Need, Maybe they're having... They have a question that they need answered yeah. and about mm-hmm. something. I don't know what but <laughs> I just want her to come back. Fester has developed this weird STD several years later, and they're wondering if he somehow got it from Debbie. I don't know. Adam's Family Free Clinic. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. There we go. Adam's Family Dull Needle. I don't know. Yeah. I would go see it. I, mean, I really I, would. Yeah. Put this cast back on the screen. You know, I mean, yeah. Raul, obviously, you, you know, yeah, RIP, that, but, that would be tough, yeah. you know, that's the hard one to replace here, but. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, but it could be like, maybe it could, his funeral type thing, and the whole movie could be based around that, and. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 possible. I mean, I'm I'm sure that's what they're going to do with uh, Sex in the City. I'm sure they're going to be like, well, Samantha died because she was a whore, <laughs> and she got a. <laughs> an uncurable STD and like killed herself or something. I don't yeah. know. They're, they're, yeah. they're going to find some way to humiliate Kim Cattrall. Like it's going to be like Samantha was having sex on the Brooklyn bridge and <laughs> she like fell off. <laughs> it's going to be something really humiliating. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, A lot geez. of history there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. I'm, I don't know what to say about this movie. Y'all just need I mean, to watch it. I don't really it. want to talk through it, but like, if no. there's like any like general things you want to throw out, um, I mean, like the basic here. plot here is that Fester is desperate for a lady friend. You know, it's just not it. Uh, things just aren't working out for him all by himself. You know, he he wants a mate, and 
In the meantime, Gomez and Morticia have discovered that they are pregnant and uh, having a kid. And they have this kid. And Wednesday and Pugsley are not thrilled about it because they're under the impression (laughs) that whenever there's an extra kid, one of them has to die. So they're like, well, neither of us wants to die. So how about we kill the kid first (laughs) so so that neither of us has to die? So they keep plotting these ways to kill the baby. (laughs) Saying this out loud, I'm like, how is this greenlit? (laughs) (laughs) And um, so Gomez and Morticia get a little concerned. So they, they hire a babysitter named Debbie Jelinski. Played by the oh, wonderful I, I, Joan Cusack. The uh, Sex and the City, you know, connection to Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon. Nixon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that montage so much. The scene where it's like the like this kind of like Mary Poppins ass. It's like, oh, hello, it's me, yeah. Polly Pocket. And then <laughs> hello, Polly. bring out this little doll of Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I'll clean my room. <laughs> in exchange for your your Immortal soul. soul. <laughs> and then they do this little thing where he like rubs his hands together. Yes. <laughs> it's so cute. It makes me laugh every it's time. Great. And uh, so eventually they get Debbie as the babysitter. And it turns out that she's actually a murderess. She mm-hmm. is a black widow who mates and then kills. And she has set her sights on Fester because apparently they have this like huge fortune. And she wants the money. And so she starts trying to seduce Fester. But Wednesday and Pugsley are a little bit wise on her. And they're like, we know what you're doing. And she says, well, I know what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to send you all to this camp called Camp Chippewa where you're, you're going to be forced to be happy and merry and do horrible Thanksgiving musicals that are ra- racially ins- insensitive. <laughs> Tell her brother, like, what does Chippewa mean? It's an old Indian word. It orphan. means orphan. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're stuck, stuck there while Debbie puts her hooks into Fester and kind of, you know, yeah. manipulates the fa- family. And they do get married. And then she tries to kill him on their honeymoon. And he just, like, by sticking a radio in the bathtub... And and he doesn't die, and she's like, "Shit, he die. <laughs> like, what am I gonna do? What is this guy?" So she just kind of sticks it out with him, and is like, "Well, if you're not gonna die, we just have to cut you off from your family completely." And this is when the family mm-hmm. loses it, you know, because they they are a very loving and supportive family, and they're like, "We can't do this. Like, you just you just cannot take him away." But she does. Right, we have the, the the best line there, right? Where the um, Angelica Houston was like, "You have gone too far. You have married Fester. You have destroyed his spirit. You have taken for, you've taken him from us." All that I can forgive. But Debbie, pastels. <laughs> oh, just her delivery. I can't even, like, replicate it. It's, it's just so, so perfect. <laughs> perfect. And so then Debbie's like, well, you know what? I'm sick of this guy because he's just disgusting and I'm not attracted to him and he's just a waste of my time. So I'm going to stick a bomb in a in a gift and the house is going to ex- explode and I'm going to pretend like I'm, you know, the little sad wi- widow again. But of course this doesn't yeah. work either. And, and so then um, at the same time, the, the kids break out of the camp and they it head back home. There's like, like two to three different storylines going on at the yeah. same time here. And they, <laughs> really they, they don't really relate, but they kind of relate. They all come together <laughs> yeah. in the end anyway. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah it, in that way, it, it actually does kind of feel like a sitcom, how there's always like a, a, an, yeah. a, an A story and then like a B story. And then B they kind of yeah. come together in the end, but it's, it's really just uh-huh. like, 
these characters need to learn a lesson, these characters need to learn one too, and then they come together in the end, they've learned their lessons, and everything's happy again, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, once Fester escapes, Debbie just goes full-on psycho and, and <laughs> goes to the family home and puts everyone in, like, these, like... Uh, like electric chairs and stuff. She's, I don't know where she got this these, but <laughs> scene is just like a one woman showcase. Oh yeah, my God. Is, this monologue. It had to have uh, inspired Brenda, you know, Brenda Bates, you know, um, Oh yeah. Rebecca, Cause there's a slideshow so similar. There's a slideshow and it's just so over the top and like, you know, you know, I do <sighs> wonder if Rebecca Gayhart wa- watched this and was like, that's how I I've got to like do this. She had to have. It's, it's, it's way too similar. It's yeah. so good. The scenery chewing is next level mm-hmm. the delivery is flawless and yet you believe her every step of the way it's not just like a campy drag queen performance it's like it's truly it's monumental and i believe renee zellweger in an interview sought this performance out as an example of a great comedic performance and i was like you go girl you go <laughs> girl like she was just talking about like doing Judy and stuff, and she and she was like, "Man, you know the performances that really deserve credit, like Joan Cusack and Adam's Family Values." I'm like, "Yes, thank you, Renee, thank you." It's true. I was like, "I Sorry. love you." <laughs> Sorry, Debbie. No Mercedes this year. We, we have, have to, to set, set an, an example. example. <laughs> oh yeah, set, set this. this. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> The whole like monologue, I did, yeah, yeah. So I killed, so I maimed, so I destroyed one innocent being after another. Aren't I a human being? Don't I yearn and ache and chop? Don't I deserve love and jewelry? What about oh, Debbie? So <laughs> that's it like they're just like sitting there like kind of amused by this whole thing yeah. they're not really afraid of her they're no. like okay uh well this is uh here we are <laughs> this is awkward she's having a breakdown right in front of us i have to say i love the way fester played by christopher lloyd who is unrecognizable in this i mean he's fan- yeah, fantastic yeah. the way he says debbie makes me laugh every time my sister and i for years will just randomly turn to one and another and j- j- just go Debbie <laughs> just because it's so funny I love the way he says it it's such a great choice oh. the, like my favorite bit of dialogue between those two is um what is it Debbie says something like we'll give ourselves to one another and make the ultimate sacrifice and he just looks at her and he's like a goat <laughs> and I don't know why just that delivery <laughs> it kills me every time uh, I mean y'all the amount of lines in this movie that are so quotable and memorable, I, they're nonstop. No, it is truly a nonstop joke we, machine. We'd literally just, we'd have to read the whole script to like, you know, do the whole thing. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, what are you? Who moved the rock? It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> like everything. <laughs> His character is um, in some ways kind of the central part of the plot. At least it drives yeah. the plot along. You know, yeah. it's a, uh, so he, and he, I think he does a really uh, good job with that character being mm-hmm. like this kind of, He's he's sweet natured, but he's also like really weird and strange, yeah. and like <laughs> you know uh, probably a serial killer. But you know it's uh... <laughs> yeah, because he is the first one that we see because the film starts with a howl, yeah. and we discover that, that that howl is him howling at the moon because he's so lonely, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. lonely. But then at the end, yeah. after Debbie has been turned into a a pile of dust mm-hmm. by the um, electric chair machine short circuiting. 
uh, he d- he he does meet another fancy bald lady, and and yes. they look like they're gonna have a little love connection. Her name is Dementia. <laughs> that means insanity. <laughs> that means insanity. <laughs> <laughs> and then this movie ends okay listen the ending of this movie <laughs> I literally jumped out of my fucking seat I forgot about this ending I don't know why mm, Yeah. but it, it, it is just a rip off of the ending of Carrie but because the movie has been a comedy you don't expect yeah. it no you don't so this ending is just like Wednesday has fallen in love with this kid named Joel at Camp mm. Chippewa and he's like this like nerdy yes. Jewish guy who's like always allergic to everything and Mm-hmm. And um and so they develop this love connection and they're talking and and she's like Debbie was just stupid because if if I was going to kill my husband I would get away with it too and he's all like um okay this relationship's moving a little fast for me and they're just like at her grave and all of a sudden her hand like pops out and grabs him and w- Wednesday just like smiles and that's the end of the movie I'm like what that's it what a weird ending for a lighthearted comedy romp and yet perfect like, in some and way. And yet kind yeah, of perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you don't see that in most comedies. Most comedies yeah. do not end with a jump scare. I, <laughs> I got... It's it's, it's strange, a brave but like, yeah, it's like, you couldn't necessarily have like a super happy ending either because it's like no. that's not the Adams family, you know? That's true. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's implied that maybe he has a heart attack and dies at that point, but who yeah. knows? We don't really find out, but <laughs> Poor it's, Joel. it's hilarious. Yeah. And that's how I'd, I'd like to prefer that the Adams saga ended i just want to pretend like that's the end yeah yeah i yeah if they even if they rebooted it some way that they just have to be really creative with yeah a lot of things and uh bring back some of the synergy bring back paul rudnick he's not doing anything like yeah really for, like the new york times or something he's yeah he's, he does some plays around, and stuff I, mean, I think he yeah. does like twitter a lot he's like big on twitter i don't really get on twitter because yeah. it you know it's twitter so yeah it's, it's terrible <laughs> i would rather not do that to myself um yeah, but I hear he's very funny on Twitter, so mm-hmm. maybe I should get the on kids there are just telling for him. Me. Yeah, that's what the children yeah. are telling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a great yeah great film. Um, I like the uh, yeah I, I don't have too much else to say. Uh, other than just like various one liners, so I'm not yeah really get too much into it. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the little details are great too. Like the you mm-hmm. know the addition of the America's most disgusting and unsolved crimes, and at one yeah. point they have the the cards, the um, serial killer cards. I always wanted those, oh, you know, right. as yeah. a kid. I was like, are those real? Like I kind of want those. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they do have those because I went to this thing in New Orleans called the Museum of Death. And mm-hmm. it was really disturbing. I don't know if I recommend it, but um, well, a title like that, I would expect it was you know, terrifying. Happy and... <laughs> I, l- listen, I love horror films. I could watch them all day long, but when it comes to real stuff, I'm like, I have the mm. queasiest stomach in the world. Yeah, but yeah. I think I saw some serial killer trading cards in there, and I was like, oh, so those are real. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Yeah, so they exist. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Learned yeah, a little factoid little... today. <laughs> yeah, I've learned something new every day. We, we learned something. <laughs> um, and the, the 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 scene where they're like sitting in a restaurant, it's like a cave basically. I'm like, where is this? That looks like a great place to dine. It, it's got it some mood and atmosphere. I'm like, I want to dine there. Yeah. It looks delightful. Yeah, like you can you can tell that um, Sonnenfeld like was a cinematographer first mm-hmm. because everything is just shot so beautifully beautiful, and macabre yeah. and strange and um yeah it's it's great 
I love it. I love it, love I it, love too. it. I want I some more of it. I try so hard. Is, it, <laughs> is there a song like that? Yeah. I love it. I lo- Who sings that? I don't know, but it was big in the 90s, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. like a country song, right? Was that like was Billy Jackson? Ray Cyrus or something? I don't know. Who sang that? Love it. Yeah, I, I like try. it. God, I haven't oh. thought of that song in a while. Man, uh, this Tim is... McGraw. There we go. Tim McGraw. Okay. I, Tim oh, McGraw. I like it. I love it. There we go. I like it. I love it. I want some more How of it. How did we get to Tim McGraw? <laughs> I, well, 90s. Listen. 90s. <laughs> it was a very interesting time. It was. I mean, that... I love the 90s. Strikes back. Strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a fun show. Aww. It was. I'm gonna feel really bad if there's ever like an I love the 2010s. I'm gonna be like, why? Yeah, I, <laughs> I I didn't. Why? Why do you I love it? <laughs> uh, I loved maybe like one year. I kind of liked maybe one year of it. That's about it. <laughs> oh god. I'm terrified yeah. of that time. Like 30 years mm-hmm. from the road, there's gonna be like all these like retrospectives of like. The Trump years. I'm going to be like, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back. <laughs> don't make that me go like back. the weird thing about the 2010s. It was like the first half was under Obama and then the mm-hmm. second half was under Trump. So it's like, it was just yeah. such a weird dichotomy there. Um, not that things were perfect in the first half. No, by of any course means, not. But, but like they went to complete hell in the second half. Lord, so. did they? Oh, we're just finally starting to get back on an even keel now. It's it's yeah. scary. Like the vaccines are rolling out now. And, yep. you know, it's I actually feel somewhat optimistic again. To a certain extent. I, but, I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. I look at these uh, uh, cases and it's like, oh, it, it was down, down, down in February. And then March has just been like plateau. And I'm like, yeah. people, yeah, you got to keep just, wearing the mask and shit. I'm like, Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's not that difficult. You know, if you're going to go yeah. out, wear a flipping mask, you buttholes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm so done with that. Um, yes. All right. Well, you know, that's Adam's Family Values. Mm-hmm. In I hope nutshell. you enjoyed. Did you enjoy Adam's Family yeah. Values, listeners? I, if if you didn't, I don't know if we can be friends. But... I don't think you should continue listening to anything we have to say because we're not going to. However, be we will still take your Patreon dollars. We will. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> if you want, if, if you would enjoy that. Oh yeah, begrudgingly. Th- this is going to our Patreon folks. Yeah, this yeah. is this is the good folks. These are the folks that know yes. what's up. They're like, y'all have great taste. You really you do. do. I just think there's a lot of shared DNA between this movie and some of the ones we've covered so far. Like oh, totally. Serial yeah. Mom and To Die to For, die even for, with just like yeah. this, this character who is ambitious and a female character and like she doesn't mind killing if it you know gets her way and she doesn't mind being a media sensa- sensation. She actually kind of likes it. And Even Drop Dead Gorgeous, though, too. Like the even whole, Drop Dead Gorgeous, totally. Like yeah. Thanksgiving pageant thing feels like something they would shoehorn into Drop Dead Gorgeous as like some kind of a, we're proud to be an American because we never oh, totally. took from anybody in the world even the indians they wanted us to come here like you know like some stupid crap like that it's similar to waiting for guffman for the one they do at the end of that you know it's it's it's, so yeah totally we haven't done any christopher guests we'll do some christopher oh god they're all so fun yeah i do love Um, those movies Parker Posey just in Best in Show is like my oh, favorite scene, God. which is like it's it's a bee, it's a bee in a bear's costume. I think <laughs> my like, favorite for... moment of her, it's actually a del- deleted scene, I think, from Waiting for Guffman, where it's her full mm-hmm. audition scene, and the yeah. entire it's like a five minute scene, and it is the most brilliant thing I've e- ever seen in my life. It's her. Like she's doing this scene, it's it seems like it's from like a soap opera or like some kind of like flowers in the attic kind of thing, 
where she's mm-hmm. like going to see her brother who it's implied like molested her in an attic that they were trapped in as kids and she's like mm-hmm. <laughs> just like describing it and she's like um there's a a bed here and um and there's a plug right here that I'm going to use and then there's there's a chair here I'm going right. to sit and it's yeah. just so funny it is the funniest yeah. shit I'm like if she came up with that like on the spot I she just is a genius I don't know how it's possible She's another one like Joan Cusack and, mm-hmm. you know, Christine Baranski, like, just steals every fucking scene, even if she's yeah. only there for, like, five seconds. It's just it's I amazing. just rewatched Josie and the Pussycats about a month ago, Ugh. and I was like, why do people not talk about this movie? This movie's kind it's, of the shit. <laughs> it's really great. good. It's really good. <laughs> it's kind of this brilliant satire of, like, yes. the music industry, like, in the, yeah. in the early 2000s when everything yeah. was, like, really clean and, like, the the fact that, the, like, the Backstreet Boys and sync type group that, like, uh-huh. sings about, like, Backdoor Lover is yeah. their theme song. And it's I'm like, this so is so funny. gay. It is a uh, great little movie, and no one ever is. talks about it. I'm like, ahead no, of no. its time. No. Smart and funny. Yes. We didn't deserve it's, it. It's a, it's a, we did not we deserve didn't. it. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> and a great soundtrack, too. The, oh, yeah. All the songs in there. They're, it's perfect. It's fantastic. We should do that one at some uh, point. That might be I fun. was going to suggest it possibly because next month it is like, I think, the 20th anniversary, so we'll see. Oh, but, oh, know. hey, I didn't even plan that. Look at that. It's kind of horror. I mean, not really, but I mean, I mean she's like trying to dominate the world anyway, yeah, so there's that. It's kind of sci-fi the horror yeah, adjacent. adjacent. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. Sure. Like, no one dies, I don't think, right? Yeah. But I, it's, I mean, election wasn't really horror, so we're, you no. know, we're, we're expanding our horizons yeah. a little bit here. You know, there we go. <laughs> Next month, we're going to do a musical. Who knows? Oh, God. The Sound of Music, just point. to torture Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah God. Do uh. a deer, a female deer. I mean, to, yeah, to be fair, I haven't seen the movie in many years, and I did hate being in the stage show, That's so that might be clouding oh, my view a little bit. Oh, that's just the trauma from the stage show. Yeah, I totally get be, that. but uh, I don't know. That's just that PTSD from The Sound of Music on stage, yeah. Rodgers and Hammerstein in general is very hit or miss for me. Like, I like yeah, Cinderella, but yeah. even the Cinderella stage show I don't like. I like the, the right. Brady Cinderella version, but... Uh, yeah, I think you have to get a really good production. Like, I, I've never been big on, like, mm-hmm. South Pacific, but I've been told, like, if you mm-hmm. watch the... I think it was the Lincoln Center production from, like, 2008 or something it's like it's 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 a revelation or something and i'm like well i'll see that one day and maybe i'll like it but yeah i've never really warmed to it and don't get me started on oklahoma i don't like it either i don't really like it i hate oklahoma it's so boring really the king and i any show that has a dream ballet i'm like i'm out like why do we need a dream ballet i'm glad these people can dance They, they seem very talented however you're basically taking 15 minutes to just tell us what we've already seen but in the form of a ballet i'm like why it's stupid and then they keep reviving them but like yeah. updating them to make them like current i'm oh, like, I'm like it doesn't work shut up like, i hate it's, that it, it's it just so makes dumb. it kind of worse because you're trying to make this like old timey something that was problematic yeah more current and it's like why don't you just not or, or just keep it the new. way it is like say this was a historical thing yeah. and we're showing it the way it was meant to be shown don't right. be like oh we're trying to make it more they do it with operas all the time too and oh I'm like, yeah this is not making me more interested in this just because you said it in like not 1980s really. and no it's like we're gonna do annie but it's gonna take place in a concentration camp and then <laughs> at the end she's gonna wake up and it's all gonna be a dream and she's still yeah. stuck in the camp and yeah i've actually heard that was a production someone actually I, yeah i know like we're not that. making this up like no. we're not being like flipping about this that. like they've done this production yeah, i'm like why would you do that that doesn't even make sense guys come on that's just it's weird silliness come on it's bizarre <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, 
But more of our Broadway thoughts will be in, in upcoming episodes. Oh, yes, yes. We hope you <laughs> cannot wait to hear some of those. <laughs> we should do a musical month at some point. We yeah. really should. There's so many fun there's, musicals. There's I mean, because musicals are kind of inherently stuff. sort of campy, most of them, yeah, you know, yeah. so they we'll embrace see. the camp. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, Okie dokie. Well, yes. you know. We thank uh, you for listening. Fun. Yeah, thank you all thank for you, listening. Thank you, as always. Thank you for your patronage. Yes, and, uh, Patreons. Patreons up on our Patreons? House on Haunted Hill mansion. We, yeah. we welcome you. You're welcome anytime. Wonderful house guests. You always clean up after yourselves. You have great stimulating conversation. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so, you know, uh, we'll you know, see you later. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, you can uh, eat us. Like Eat they us. say in this oh. in this movie, it's like Kevin, Kevin, God. Da, 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 da. I mean, they can me. maybe they can buy us a drink first. I don't know about. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I just got a vaccine a couple days ago, folks, and I'm still feeling it. So I can't really be responsible for anything I say. <laughs> you got the vaccine brain. Yes, I do. Uh, I got my vaccine and my stimmy, and uh, yeah. Oh it's yeah, it's turkey lurkey time, y'all. Tom Turkey ran away, but he just came home. Where was he? Where was Tom Turkey? Where did he, did anyone ever know. find that out? No one. They're still searching. That song makes no sense. Why is that song in that show? I really don't get it. It doesn't. I feel like the, the song from this is kind of just poking fun at that. It might be to, to yeah. some degree. <laughs> Eat me. <laughs> what if there was it's a mashup of this? That would be <laughs> great. Be it's turkey lucky time. Eat me. Eat me. <laughs> Tom Turkey ran away, but he just came home. <laughs> For all those reasons, we've decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground. <laughs> so genius, this movie. Y'all, you know, this movie's so genius. Just go watch it. If you haven't seen it, it is. watch it. If you haven't seen it in a while, watch it. If you watched it yesterday, watch it again. I mean, just, I don't know. Yeah, just keep watching. Yeah. If you're any sort of gay, you will appreciate this. I yes. Mean, it's, it's, it's great. Even if you're gay adjacent, whatever that might yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. Honorary gay. On the spectrum. Of- yes. Gay, queer, LGBTQI, LMNOP. Right. Yes. yes. It's a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. Many possibilities. Yes. Okay, well, we'll see you for this series sometime again next month. I don't know when, but... We sure uh, will. Yes, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everybody. But really, Debbie, pastels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, goodbye, uh, everybody. <laughs> um, bye. <laughs>